Hello, and welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a church leadership podcast all about the good, bad, and ugly side of ministry and all things church leadership. We're so glad you're tuning in with us today. We're your hosts, Austin O'Neill and Sam Esquivel. What's going on? We hope you enjoy today's show. What's going on, everybody? We're glad that you're joining us once again. The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Austin, how are you doing today? Man, Sam, I am doing great. I feel good. Uh, didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but you know what? I woke up this morning and I was like, "Man, this is a good day." Like we get to we get to go live and we get to record podcasts today, and uh, I'm so excited about today's topic. And uh, already, this is only episode two. Sam, you know as well as I do, already this podcast is making an, Im- an impact uh, on people's lives. And uh, people are listening uh, from all over. People are reaching out to us. Uh, People are wanting to be a part of this podcast, so on and so forth. So it's been really, really cool to see the immediate impact that it's making. And uh, so our hope and our prayer and our goal is uh, to see to it that uh, everyone that's listening, all of the listeners, uh, no matter what platform you're you're tuning in on, that that you're able to learn something, but you're able to receive something from this. Um, And our goal is to help you overcome all of these things, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And on this journey, you know, we're new to most, to a lot of you. And as you tune in and, and, and you decide to give us a, a listen, you know, it's good to connect and get to know a little bit about us. So, Austin, one question for you, and then I'll ask myself the same question. Yes, sir. What's your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food. Not type, but item. Okay, well, I was going to say, when you said not type, I was actually going to say Thai food. Um, so I'll go with my favorite uh, Thai food, which is, um, I, I, well, there, it's, kind of, it's kind of tied, but pad Thai, I guess, would maybe take the, take <laughs> yeah. the lead. But I love me some good pad Thai. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds good, pad Thai. Well, I'm, I went to uh, uh, have a burger yesterday. I'm a gourmet burger fan. Okay. I know it seems silly. Uh, you know, my wife doesn't believe me when I tell her I can probably eat a burger every day, um, <laughs> as long as it's a good one. But hey, that, that, that's my favorite type of food, and, uh, and I enjoy it. Um, guys, last episode, it, it was good. You know, we got, a, we got some responses. We got some, some of our friends telling us about what they thought about the show. Right. And uh, we, we constantly want to improve. So if you're watching, send us a message, DM us, or send us an email. However you're watching this, just click on the message there. Send it to us. And like Austin said, share your story with us. We're not going to bring up names or church names. Now, I can't stop you from feeling, are they talking about me? <laughs> I, I, I can't stop that. But let's just say you do get that feeling internally, and it, well, let's just say it could be you, that, that's a call to change. Maybe that's a, a look in the mirror. That's all we're trying to do, and we're not trying to be uh, self-righteous here. We, too, make a lot of mistakes, and we continue, and we have, and, and we're not scared to make mistakes. The problem is that people are scared to approach them, address them, because it, it makes you feel bad, you know? Yeah, and, and you know what, Sam, like, just, just so all the listeners know, like, you know, there, there's kind of this disclosure thing where you got to understand that if you're submitting a question to us or you're sharing your story, we're not going to use your name, but, but we very well could uh, put your story out on the podcast. 
podcast. So by you submitting that to us is giving us permission to do so unless you specifically speak otherwise. Um, but we want to hear from you. That's the biggest thing. That's going to really kind of give, give us the fuel to keep this thing going. We need to know your stories. We need to know what you're experiencing, what is going on right now behind the scenes, something that you're dealing with. Or maybe you maybe you dealt with something uh, and you had a bad run with, with church leadership or a pastor or something in the past, a year ago, 10 years ago or whatever, and it still affects you to this day. We want to address it. Not to say that we're going to take away that hurt and that pain or whatever it may be. Just like Sam said, there's going to be emotions there. And so that's okay. There's feelings, you know, but uh, we do want to see to it that that you are better. And if we can shine some sort of light, Sam, yeah. into people's lives, isn't that what this thing is all about? We're just trying to shine some light on some things, man. You can't change anything if you don't turn the lights on. This is an Probably an ugly example. It's meant to be funny, but you know when you turn the light on in a dark room and there's a bunch of roaches in there, they scatter and they go <laughs> away. And so, it, 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 and as an example goes, you know maybe we can shine the light on something ugly sure. that people don't like, yeah. and because the light is shined on it, it kind of leaves the room. It leaves the church. That's great. It leaves your organization. And then you can focus on growing in good examples. There's also, you know, this is the good, the bad, the ugly. We do have the word good in there, right. you know, because we are hopeful in the church, yep. in your church, in the organizations, in what we're doing, you know, as Christians in our society, it's important for us to be here. So we don't need to be pushing our own people out and then right. giving them some silly reason to justify it. And yep. so today... Um, I'm going to be reading an article that I found, but the title is When a Leader Doesn't Follow Through. <laughs> Let me listen. I can, yep, I'm hearing everyone that's watching is like all the time. My, <laughs> oh my, I wish he would just Every keep week. his work. Every week he says something. <laughs> I get it. That's a church hurt. It seems silly, yeah. but a lot of people stop loving and serving and True. giving and participating, all, all of the above, yeah. because a leader... Um, or a pastor doesn't follow through. And we are, you know, we're not saying that so openly as if there isn't never a reason. Right. We're not focusing on the, the good justified reasons. We're focused on maybe it's a bad habit you have and you can't see it, but your people can. Yeah, yeah. And that's not good. That's really, that's the bad and the ugly. And yeah. so the good is this, is that we address it and maybe you shift and make yeah. a change. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the subtitle. A pastor wrote a book about being a better man. Weeks later, he was caught naked in an affair. Uh -oh. Follow along with me. A pastor stood before his congregation asking for forgiveness, but he also tried to reconcile the man that his parishers had known for a decade with the adulterer being laughed at in church circles and the media. This pastor wrote a book, and it was supposed to help men be godly men, and, you know, to, to find a, a godly woman, to make a godly home. And so he uh, had an affair with this guy's wife. And the sad part of it is, is he failed what he was teaching. And so I can imagine wow. that a lot of people in that church, uh, you know, it hurt them enough to make sure. them turn away from the church and possibly turn away from God. And so the pastor in this story was in, he was with the, 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 the lady and they're 
child happened to be sick that day and they called the school and the school called the mom. The mom didn't answer, so they ended up calling the dad. And they said, your son's sick, come pick him up. And so he, he went and when he picked him up, he was gonna take him home. And there you go, that's the bad and the ugly. He showed up, he caught the pastor there, he ran out of the house. Oh, I, I'm, I, if I laugh, don't, don't judge me so hard, okay? I understand the <laughs> seriousness of this, don't get me, a lot of people were hurt. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Right. But what I'm saying is he got caught with his, he was naked, he was outside, the cops came, the dude wanted to kill him, and <coughs> he totally went against everything that he was teaching. Wow. And, and this is a church hurt that exists. This is an extreme version of True. someone saying something and not living up to it. I, I feel like if he would have read his own book, he, you know, it, it might have helped him. Wow. And so that's the story in gist right there. That's, that's a compressed yeah, yeah. version. And that's what we want to talk about today when a leader doesn't follow through. Sam, how many times have we seen a leader, and, and specifically we're, we're talking church, but you know, this can be across the board. This could be in business. This can be in major corporations, you know, everything from the top to the bottom. But how many times have we seen leaders that we love, that we trust, that we believe in, that we have a connection with, and that we've developed a strong relationship with, and we think, man, like, this person's in this thing with me for life, or whatever it may be, like, I can trust them, like, we're, 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 we're close enough that maybe we're, we're friends, maybe our, maybe they're my boss, but we hang out together all the time outside of work, because that's how close we are, like, you know, there's all kinds of uh, scenarios, but mm -hmm. how many times do, do we build that trust with a leader only to find that that leader later on fails us? Here we have in this story a pastor of a church. He's leading a congregation, writes a book about this very thing, right? And then later on goes and does exactly what he tells people not to do. Now, unfortunately, Sam, you know, as well as I do, that in the church, we see that, like, this particular story, this is not the only one. Like, unfortunately, we do see pastors fall into sin, and most of the time it is sexual sin because there is a strong spirit of perversion out there, and, and we get it. We see it like it's very real, and so it's a sad thing. It's unfortunate, but here we have this pastor of a church in this community leading people, and then the next thing you know, he's seen naked out in mm. someone's front yard because he just had an affair with someone else in the church. How many times have we seen something like that? And Sam, what does it make us feel like? Well, here's, it makes me feel hurt, okay? So we put our trust in an individual, and then that individual fails me, okay? Mm -hmm. So that connection is between us two people. My, my hang-up is this, man, is that I'm pretty sure if, if we read his book, there's some good stuff in there. I'm pretty sure. sure it's biblical. He was in ministry for a long time, and, and I'm pretty sure that it can help a lot of men be godly men. And that's that's where my hangup is, is that if somebody doesn't follow through, you, you then say, you know what? God didn't follow through. Wow. And, and I just don't want that connection to exist. That's when church hurt really starts to hurting your hurting your heart if that's the connection that you're making and I yeah. want you to hold now hear me out hold, you can hold the man accountable yeah you can blame him for not keeping to the word that he said or the word that he got from God 
But when you start saying, I don't trust what God has done with that man, God failed that man, that's, to me, that's whenever that hurt really becomes ugly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. You know, Sam, there's a difference when a leader fails you. There's a difference um, between seeing their failure uh, and defining them as their failure versus, you know, seeing the person itself. And a lot of times a leader will fail us and uh, we'll think that, you know, well, you know, they, they failed us. They don't, you know, we don't, I don't want nothing to do with them no more and all that. But, you know, the honest reality of it is people do make mistakes. Yep. And so sometimes we do have to extend grace and give that benefit of the doubt. And uh, maybe they've never failed you in that particular area before. And this is something that just happened. You know, obviously we know that this guy in this story, he probably didn't do this 20 times and get caught 20 times, you know, like he got caught the one time and, and maybe he had other issues going on too as well, but we, we don't know. Um, but you know what? Like, so many times we can look at a leader, put them on a pedestal and say, they're supposed to be this thing way up here for me. And then they fail us. And then all of a sudden now we have a bad taste in our mouth for other leaders and uh, for them as individuals. And I'm reminded, you know, the Bible says to res restore one another out of a spirit of gentleness. And that's something that we have to do. But again, just like we mentioned uh, last week, um, and this is something that's, that's you know, a, a question that we all have to answer when it comes to church hurt and everything good, bad, and ugly, is, you know, when is the time to walk away from that organization, that ministry, that leader? And when's the time to stay and, and fight with them and fight for them? And that's a very, very hard position to be in. It's a difficult place. It's very, very challenging. Um, but, you know, you can you can only guess that at, at this particular man's church that I guarantee you a lot of people walked out the door that next week and said, I will never trust him again. I will never be back to that church again, you know, so on and so forth. And, and Sam, honestly, they have every right to. Mm -hmm. They have every right to. So the church... Right now, this right here in the United States, the church is, seems there's statistics that say it's on a decline. And the sad part is a lot of that decline comes from church hurt, from us hurting each other from within. If you got to go and leave your church, then do it right. Be, be sure. But at the same time, whenever something doesn't go your way or someone uh, doesn't follow through, that's, that's not permission to leave. Sure. We have to strengthen the church. I know this sounds, uh, you're like, no, nah, I don't like that, man. I, I don't trust this guy. I got to go. <laughs> so then find, go find another church. I'm telling you, just don't give up on God. Don't give up on Christ. That's the main thing that I want to push with the good, the bad, the ugly. Right. Is fine. Give up on an individual as ugly as that sounds. Pray for them. Help. If you're, if you're called to help them, you know, Get, get back on their feet, then do that. Sure. But if you're not, then move on. There's good people out there, but at the same time, any of us can fail. Any yeah. of us can make a mistake. If we could say every bit of the Bible and live it out 100%, guess what? We would be Jesus. Yeah. None yeah, of us are Jesus. And so <laughs> all of us, in, in essence, do what this guy has done, not what he did physically, but, you know, where the word of God is, is so hard to live up to. But if every day we decide, you know what, I want to get a little bit closer. I failed. I'm working on this. Hey, I got to give you an E for effort. Sure, sure. 
You know, Sam, uh, one of our listeners, you know, wrote a comment here on uh, on Facebook Live and said, that's why we put our trust in God and not man. God mm-hmm. never fails. And that's 100% true. So many times we do put all of our trust in the leader rather than God. And so when that leader fails us, now all of a sudden we're not only blaming the leader for their fault, but now we're also pointing the finger at God and saying, how could you have allowed this to happen? How can you put me in this situation? How could you allow them to do this? to me, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So it's a good reminder uh, to us, Sam, especially in the church world, that we don't put our faith in all of our trust in man, but that we keep focused on God uh, because the reality is people will fail you. People will hurt you. People will make mistakes. And the topic for today, people will not follow through all the time. So there's this thing, uh, Sam, there's there's this, this, uh, this phrase called unmet expectations Mm -hmm. and um i've learned a lot about unmet expectations over the years and um i took a class when i was in uh, bible college about uh, church leadership and we talked a lot about unmet expectations for a period of time um but that's one thing that i believe with with this topic today about follow-through is so uh so real but it's it's like it's it has everything to do with that because so many times we have all of these expectations that we see t- that we want to see met or that we want to see a leader fulfill but yet those expectations are completely unrealistic or too big or whatever it may be. So when a leader doesn't follow through and a leader does fail us, now our expectation was, well, they were going to do this, they were going to be that, whatever. And now that expectation has been unmet. So what does that do in our heart? That leaves like a void there. And now all of a sudden we have a hard time finding uh, the trust and, and finding whatever it may be for the next leader that God places in our life. You want to just kind of jump in and say anything about unmet expectations there? So when you think so highly of yourself, when you're on a high horse, let's just say that, or you, you seem, it's okay to dream, but every now and then you got to wake up. Sometimes your expectations True. are too hard. They're too big. Maybe you're not ready. And it's okay if you can't do the book and the book is about being a godly man because you have some things to deal with. This guy did not come to terms. He had unmet expectations within himself. And as a man, I can just tell you, he knew. Right, right. Uh, He knew deep down inside. But he also knew if he wrote this book, that would give him a little, uh, some barriers from being questioned, Mm. therefore creating an atmosphere where he can where he can continue to cheat or do whatever he was doing right. a lot easier with being questioned a lot less. And so for me, it's like, you want to write that book, then you're going to be examined more than anyone mm-hmm. else. Then I'm going to have so that big. expectation on you more than anyone else. Yep. It doesn't create a wall so that you can't be uh, looked at through a microscope. So when you're setting expectations, yeah. is it above you? You know, is it, do you need to work on yourself? And and I'm speaking of myself too. I always like to clarify that. Like there's things that I want to do, but I won't because I'm not ready. Now I might be ready intellectually. I might be ready uh, as far as what I have to share or say, or even just make or do the project. Yeah. No, 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 no. Where are you at? 
It might, it might cause you to slow down and wait a little bit, get to a better place, and then do it. Sure. You know, Pastor Sam, with this story that we're sharing today, um, with this example, uh, I don't know the end result. Uh, I don't I don't know the story enough to know what ended up happening and what took place. Uh, but I will say this, like, you know, we've all heard you. Well, and by the way, we we make it very clear that we don't mention names or whatever it may be. But it, if something is public and everybody knows, then that's different. So everybody's heard of Pastor Jimmy Swagger, right? Like and great church leader, great pastor for many, many years. Um, similar situation fell into sin Everybody called him out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and everybody said that he wouldn't make it, that he would never be a pastor again, like all of these kind of things. And then God like restored him and mm-hmm. people believed in him. And the same church that he pastored before his sin is the same church that he pastored after his sin. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, like that's the good right there. Yeah. The good is is that he was able to to repent from his sin. He was able to get help, and the church was able to restore him, as I mentioned earlier, restore one another out of spirit of gentleness, and he was able to lead people again. Did he lose a lot of people because of it? Yes. But his ministry now, today, is across the globe, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got his own television station, uh, for crying out loud, and God has elevated him even despite what he walked through and what he did. Now, I'm not necessarily the type to, to, to tune in and listen to his, you know, services or whatever it may be. It's just not, you know, my, not my particular style or whatever, but I do know that God is using him in, in a really big way, and so that's the good right there. Mm-hmm. That's the good. Sometimes a leader fails, but when if we can understand that a leader is just like you and I, we got the same type skin, we're the same people, we make the same mistakes, we're imperfect, we are not God. And if we can understand that with leaders, like we can we would see so much more restoration take place. But then there's the opposite, the bad and the ugly. Mm. And the opposite is out there. I have known even even personally, I have known of church leaders and pastors who have fallen into stuff like this or other things, or maybe it was a financial thing, or maybe they were embezzling money from the church or whatever it may be, and they fell, and they fell hard. They fell hard, and they never came back. They never bounced back, mm. and uh, maybe maybe that was by their own choice. Maybe it was because of those around them. Maybe they didn't have anybody to help them through that or whatever, but then I think not just about that individual and the mistake that they made and the journey now that they are on, but I think about all of the people that that hurt, all of the people that now now can now sit back and say, you know what, I will never ever trust another pastor again, or I will never step foot into another church again. Listen, folks, there are a lot of people like that out there. You may be listening, and you may fall in that category. And listen, that is the bad, and that is the ugly side of this thing, right? Because we know that that stuff, it it really, really exists. And so as individuals, like, yeah, we do have to keep our leaders, uh, you know, to a certain standard, 
Um, but I do also understand on the flip side of all of this that your hurt and, and that what you've seen and what you've walked through is still very real at the end of the day. And so, Sam, I want to help those people that are yeah. listening. It was like, man, my leader did not follow through. He did not... He did not live what he was preaching every Sunday. He did not live out what he taught us, you know, or whatever it may be. I want to help those people today because I know that there are people out there listening that have struggled with this, maybe for years, or maybe it's something new and it's fresh and it's a fresh wound. And you loved that leader. You trusted them. You believed in them. Maybe you served under them. You served their heart. You served their vision. But they there was a failure that took place there, and now you are so hurt, you are so lost, you are far out in left field, and you never want anything to do with the church again. Sam, I really feel like that's what this is about today. We need to help those people. I, I agree. Don't leave Christ. That's that's what we're trying to do here. And so right now in our city groups at our church, we are reading a book called Culture of Hope. We're in the first chapter. Honor, yeah. Honor of Hope, sorry. Honor of... Culture of Honor. Culture of Honor. <laughs> and in that chapter, it talks about church hurt and how church leadership handles it. There is a way to restore. I'm not saying, dude, you messed up, you're out. <laughs> the key is, is maybe we need to quit ousting people. Maybe mm. we need to quit making people feel like this is, you know, the church is... It's a happy, joy, joy place, and it is, but it can't just be that, Yeah. okay? It, it can also be the hospital, right? Sure. It can also be where people come to get restored, get built back up. The church needs great leaders, and when a leader wow. falls for something small, it doesn't define his whole leadership. It defines his humanistic side. Yeah. And any uh, any of us could fall at any moment, but we got to invest in each other and believe in each other. And so I, I don't know what today's show, I don't know who is speaking more to because we're speaking to leaders and we're saying, dude, you know, do what, you know, if you say something, do it. Yeah, yeah. And then we're also saying people, hey, if your leader fails you, you know, figure out what you're going to do, but stay firm in your faith. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in between because I want to focus on the leader, I want to tell the pastor or the leader, don't, you know, put your money where your mouth is. That's all I, <laughs> as, as harsh as that may sound is, is quit setting expectations that are above you. Prove yourself through small things. And then when yeah. you put something out there that's really going to require a lot of work, a yeah. lot of commitment, a good character, a long-term commitment to your walking Christ, a lifetime commitment, mm -hmm. then maybe you can step into something like, I want to write a book on being a manly God because guess what? I would not write that book right now because I'm not saying I'm not saying anything that, like that that guy wasn't ready for it, but that's a hard thing. I think I need to continue to mature yeah. and learn and experience life a lot more. But I do trust what God has done in my life so sure. that I, you know, as far as the husband that I am today, but man, you better be in the right place because a lot of people are going to be looking at you when you do things like this. God's elevating you so you can elevate a bunch of men. So as soon as this gets cut off, all those men come falling down. That's a lot of work. That's a lot yeah. of mess that you have left for the church. Yeah. You know, uh, this, this might sound 
funny. I don't mean this in a funny way at all because I think it's I think it's serious because it's true. Uh, and those that are listening, like you know, if, if when you hear this either live or later on, this is like a, a big amen. But this is what I've come to discover, Sam, is that church people, it's so much easier for them to pull out knives than it is to pull out band aids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. Because like, the knives make you feel good. Man, like I could, I would, it's so much easier for me to pull out a knife and start cutting people mm-hmm. left and right than it is for me to walk around with band-aids and heal, and well, you know what I mean, but heal those that are wounded. Like there is a bunch of wounded people in the church and somehow, some way, the church has come, like gone completely off the rails in many different ways, and people would rather pull out the knives and and help assist in their wound in that way than actually covering up their wound and helping individuals. And we see left and right people leaving the church as a whole because not only did their leader fail them, but the church failed them. The church didn't follow through. The church hurt them. So yeah, this is about leadership, and yeah, we're we're talking about your leader not following through and all that kind of stuff, but what happened? It makes things worse when your leader hurts you, but then those that you would also trust within the congregation, within the organization, whatever, it makes things magnify a million times worse when also they start pulling out knives and start cutting you when you're hurting because of something that you've experienced in church leadership. When a leader doesn't follow through. First, leader, follow through. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's what that's basic leadership one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people and members, fellow brothers and sisters, I get when your leader doesn't follow through. Hold them accountable. Don't hold God accountable. It, it, God has followed through on everything that He has promised and said. Some things are coming, but everything else you can, I mean, you can bet your life on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God has not failed us. God is a God that follows. Through. He doesn't. Sure. He doesn't say anything or any, nothing is written down that isn't gonna happen or come to pass. Right, Austin. Give us your final thoughts on today's topic. Yeah, and uh, and we'll see if we can close the show out. So, leader, pastor, I want to address you. If you can't follow through, you got to get it together. Mm. Don't make promises that you can't keep. Don't, don't say things that you can't do. Don't try to perform, and then your performance is no good. Like, you have got to practice what you preach. We cannot, as leaders, we cannot keep hurting people by not following through. If you know, if there is a, just a slight thought in your mind that you're not going to be able to go through with that thing, then don't say it. Don't say it, especially, Sam, from the platform because how many times have we heard leaders and pastors say, you know what, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, and then they don't follow through? You know how bad that hurts the congregation, but guess what? That also hurts your reputation. Mm-hmm. And your reputation is everything. Because here's the deal. The second that your reputation is tainted is the second that you can't get it back. And a lot of times... It, that's where leaders will, will fall out of the pictures because they can't build their reputation back because 
People know them as this or this or this or whatever it may be. Leaders, listen to me and listen to me clearly. I'm not a perfect leader. Sam's not a perfect leader. We get to pastor a wonderful church together. We walk through these things daily together. We know what it's like to make mistakes. We know what it's like to, to say something and then maybe it doesn't turn out a certain way. But as a leader, I need to make a commitment that I am not going to put my mouth in front of me if I know that there is a slight chance that I'm not going to be able to do that thing. And so leaders, be careful because people are watching, people are listening, and people need to put their trust in you because you are the one that hears from God, right? You're the one that's leading them, you're shepherding them, whatever it may be. And so leaders, please be careful. If you are if you have a hard time following through, get it together. Hmm. Get it together. You know, you're probably sitting there wondering, how do these churches grow and get big you know, how can I have a fundraiser to, you know, build a gym for my church, for for example? And you have a hard time doing that. Let me let me clarify something. You probably are having a hard time doing it because you didn't follow through whenever you said you were going to buy new coffee makers. Wow. See, this is when it starts. Starts with a small thing, Sam. Yeah. M- maybe you didn't follow through when you said you were going to order a thousand chairs and you only ordered 200. Wow. Maybe you were going to uh, you were going to commit to feed whatever the homeless or clothe or give kids kids clothes for 2 3 years and you only did it for a few weekends. Wow. Maybe you haven't followed through on previous things and you and then you jump in front of everyone and you say now I want to raise whatever amount of money because we want to build a gym. You don't think that those individuals are saying, "You know what? They couldn't follow through." <laughs> On these small things. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't trust that they're going to follow through with the big things. Yeah, that's so good. If you want your church to grow, examine how you've been following through. Wow. I don't know. I mean, it's an expectation that I, I want to put on myself and uh, at our sure, church. I yeah, mean, it yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Follow through with the small things and then uh, people will trust you to follow through with the big things. I love it. I love it. Sam, this has been a wonderful uh, show. Um, I'm so grateful. We, we, I feel like we covered a lot of different things, but yeah. I feel like we really hit uh, on the on the the head of the nail exactly what we wanted to talk about and address today. And so uh, you may be listening, and now you have some further questions, or you have some examples, or you have some stories. Again, we want to hear from you. We feel that that is so important. Uh, we need to know what's going on out there in the church world because there is the good, but listen, there also is the bad, and there also is the ugly, and so our hearts are to help you through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and see to it that as church leaders, and as ministries, and as organizations, that we can get better, that we can get better, and on the other side of it, those that are a part of those things, and those that sit in the congregations, or whatever it may be, that we can also see to it that we can get on the other side of church hurt, and things that leaders and pastors have done that maybe have been abusive, or whatever it may be. And so listen, we are so glad that you tuned in with us today. If you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate it. Make sure that you follow our podcast, that you are downloading, that you subscribe. Uh, We want to make sure that we build this thing and we want to get the word out there. So we appreciate you as our listeners. And we're so glad that you tuned in with us. Uh, This has been the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Austin O'Neill. This is Sam Esquivel. And we look forward to talking to you 
next week on the good, the bad, the ugly. And we will include our links and things like that in the description below. Thank you for watching and listening.